Mr. Compact. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the month of May, one of the month series on operationalizing your compliance program. And this month, I will focus on the use of your human resources function to help you operationalize your compliance program. This month, my sponsor is Advanced Compliance Solutions. Advanced Compliance Solutions is your one-stop shop for all compliance-related services. Uh, Advanced Compliance Solutions has a new, exciting service offering called the Compliance Alliance, which is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background into compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your product or service fits the needs of the compliance officer, the compliance practitioner, and the compliance professional. It includes a boot camp, a podcast series, sponsorship, and an in-person training. Each section builds on the other and provides your customer service and sales teams with the knowledge they need to have intelligent conversations with compliance officers and decision makers. When the program is complete, your teams will be armed with the knowledge they need to sell and service every new compliance client. Interested people should contact myself, Tom Fox. In the evaluation of corporate compliance programs issued by the Department of Justice, there was a section on incentives and discipline. This spoke directly to the need of the HR function and compliance or several other uh, parts of the evaluation which speak to the integration of compliance into your HR function to fully operationalize your compliance program. Each day this month, I will be exploring a different way for you to operationalize your compliance function through the HR function. I hope you enjoy this series. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Day six, incentivizing compliance. In the Department of Justice's evaluation of corporate compliance programs, prong eight, entitled Incentives and Disciplinary Measures, it states, incentive system. How has the company incentivized compliance and ethical behavior? How has the company considered the potential negative compliance implications of its incentives and rewards? Have there been any specific examples of actions taken, i.e., e.g., promotions or awards denied as a result of compliance and ethics considerations? Further, one of the key points that representatives of the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission have continually raised when discussing the best practices compliance program, whether it's based on the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program as articulated in the 2012 FCPA guidance or some other articulation such as a deferred prosecution agreement attachment C. They continually remind compliance practitioners that any best practices compliance program should have both incentives and discipline as a part of said program. Regarding disincentives for violating the FCPA, the guidance is clear. The DOJ and SEC will consider whether, when enforcing a compliance program, a company has appropriate and clear disciplinary procedures, whether those procedures are applied reliably and promptly, and whether they are commensurate with the violation. Many companies have found that publicizing disciplinary actions internally and where appropriate under our local law have an important deterrent effect <clears throat> demonstrating that unethical behavior and such actions have swift and sure consequences. The guidance is clear that there should be incentives not only for following your company's own internal code of conduct, but for doing business the right way 
i.e. by not engaging in bribery and corruption. On incentives, the guidance says, the DOJ and SEC recognize that positive incentives can also drive compliant behavior. These incentives can take many forms, such as personal evaluations and promotions, rewards for improving and developing a company's compliance program, and rewards for ethics and compliance leadership. Some organizations, for example, have made adherence to a compliance a significant metric for management's bonuses, so that compliance becomes an integral part of management's everyday concern. But the guidance also recognizes that incentives not be only limited to financial rewards, and sometimes simply acknowledging employees for doing the right thing can be a powerful tool as well. All of this was neatly summed up in the guidance with a quote from a speech by back in 2004 by then uh, SEC Director of the Division of Enforcement, Stephen Cutler, uh, who said, make integrity, ethics, and compliance part of the promotion, compensation, and evaluation process as well. For at the end of the day, the most effective way to communicate that doing the right thing is a priority is to reward it. Conversely, if employees are led to believe that when it comes to compensation and career advancement, all that counts is short-term profitability and cutting ethical corners is an acceptable way of getting there, they'll perform to that measure. To cite an example from a different walk of life, a football coach can be told that the graduation rates of his players are what matters, but he'll know differently if the sole focus of his contract extension talks or decision to fire him is his win-loss record. All of this demonstrates that incentives can take a wide range of avenues. For, the oil, for instance, the oil field service company Weatherford annually awards cash bonuses of $10,000 for employees who go above and beyond in the area of ethics and compliance for the company. Some might intone that is to be expected from a company that only recently concluded a multi-year and multi-dollar enforcement action. But as the speaker said, if you want to emphasize a change of compliance, <clears throat> not much says more than loudly awarding that kind of money to an employee. While I'm sure that being handed a check for $10,000 is quite a nice prize, you can also consider more mundane methods to incentivize compliance. You can make a compliance evaluation as part of an employee's overall evaluation for some end-of-year type discretionary bonus payment. It can be 5 10 or even up to 20%. But once you put it in writing, you need to actually follow it. <clears throat> These incentives can be burned into the DNA of a company and operationalized through the hiring and promotion process. There should be a compliance component to all senior management hires and promotions up to the august ranks within a company. Obviously, HR can be a great aid to you in your cause in driving the right type of behavior uh, through the design and implementation of such structures. Such actions by human resources fully act to operationalize your compliance program by burning it into the functional discipline of human resources where it should be. Employees know who gets further Employees know who gets promoted and why. If someone who is only known for hitting their numbers continually is promoted, however they accomplish this feat, it will certainly be observed by his or her co-workers. And this is where HR can really help you move forward in your compliance program. They can take the lead in developing the metrics and then evaluating on these metrics. So this is a key component 
to the operationalization of your compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? The DOJ evaluation specifically calls out incentives for doing business ethically and in compliance. Number two, you can fully or more fully operationalize your compliance program by having HR take the lead in both developing these metrics and then evaluating on the metrics and indeed even taking it a step further by having compensation uh, based on information around these metrics in conjunction with what HR might be able to determine. And finally, number three, never forget that incentives go far beyond financial rewards, although money obviously means a lot and people will be incentivized for your actions around this. Think about how you might use other incentives to further operationalize your compliance program. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me for day six, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for day seven of one month to better compliance through HR. This is Tom Fox again, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program Through the Use of Your HR Function. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will rate it on iTunes as it would help our ratings and also get the word out about this seminal one-month series that I'm doing in 2017. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at T-F-O-X, that's T-Fox, at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I hope you will join me again. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.